Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello. I'm the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter. Here with my co-host, Carrie Butler, who's the owner of the Emergency Cafe, a consulting emergency preparedness firm in Los Angeles. She's also a Ho'oponopono forgiveness coach and one of my besties in the world. And today we welcome spiritual teacher, psychic medium, and energy healer, Garrett Jackson. I'm so excited because, for one thing, I just want to briefly say that Garrett, spelled G-A-R-R-E-T-T, I have a son named Jarrett, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, and I never see this, so I just wanted to acknowledge that I was immediately attracted to your name, and I just want to welcome you both to the show this morning. Good morning, everybody. Well, thank you. Oh, good, good morning, babe. <laughs> and good morning. Thank you both so much for having me on your show. I am so honored and so excited to be here. Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, so listen, you guys, listeners, I just have to give a little backstory here. It's Carrie. Um, I, um, you know, when you have like your little Instagram family and everything, and everybody just kind of starts to come together. And we have Carrie Styers, we have Cynthia Long, we have like all these amazing people. And I reached out to, I'd like always followed Garrett, but I reached out to um, them and I said, hey, like we need like the next, you know, the next best thing. Like, who is it? <laughs> and every single person said you, Garrett. And oh. Cynthia, who is our angel roots and boots person, we, who we love, she said to me, when Garrett speaks, I sit up and listen. And oh. I was just like, so like, whoa, like that was like, I really like, and, and she was like, she lasered it. Like I, I it was like, it, it literally entered me when she said that because, and I stood up, stood up, sat up straight because I was like, whoa, like there's something here. And I also want to give a shout out to all of our peeps who shared, like, let me just also, you're like, I feel like you're like our I'm so excited, like, I can't even speak, and I'll shut up in a minute. Celebrity but, like, status. Your, <laughs> I know, total celebrity status. You, just so you know, you and your post has been reposted more than any other guest we've had on the show ever. So I'm giving a shout-out to Radley Valentine. No, no. We love you, Radley. John yes, Ardmore, we, we love you, John. Carrie Styers, <laughs> Cynthia Long, like, uh, it is, and, yeah, okay, peeps. Here's the last total peeps. So here's the last thing. So I see this thread and it's like 24 comments. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like nobody comments 24 times. So I click on this thing. Um, and then I read this thing that says, my son, Garrett Jackson, and it's your mom. <laughs> and your mom <laughs> is also a psychic medium and angel intuitive. So Hello. And we're going to now just jump right in because I'm going to stop fangirling for just a minute and say, were you born this way? Like, how did this all happen for you? Tell us your story. Oh, well, whenever I tell the story, it feels like I've been doing spiritual work forever. When in reality, it's been about, uh, been about three and a half years. So maybe that is a long time. Maybe it isn't. But you know, I got my, uh, my start in spiritual work when I was in my late teens. I was struggling with anxiety and a general sense of unhappiness with my life. I was raised Presbyterian, so I felt like I had a really close connection with God and Jesus. So I went out into one of my favorite places in nature and just asked for a miracle. I handed everything over to them, and I said, I can't handle this anymore. This is too unbearable. I need you to fix this mess. And within 24 hours, my whole life had done this huge turnaround. And one of those turnarounds was that I was introduced to angel work by my mother, who you gave such a wonderful shout-out to. Mm -hmm. um, ah. My mother, Holly, lent me a book, a very basic book on angels, you know, who they were and what they did, with the hopes they would offer me a complementary way to find peace, along with some of the traditional ways I was already working to find peace. So... I read the book, I loved it, and I ran with it. I found as many books on angels as I could, took as many classes as I could, 
And because we're giving this beautiful spotlight to the wonderful Radley Valentine, I will say that Radley taught the first class on angels that I ever took, ever. And I am beyond grateful for that. Me too. Me too. I took as many classes on angels and spiritual work as I could. And I later found myself giving readings, teaching my own classes, and using those tools that helped me find peace and still help me find peace to help others find peace. So I wasn't really a psychic kid. I wasn't an overly sensitive, you know, energetically sensitive kid. This is something that just happened to me about three and a half years ago, so quite recently. Wow. That's amazing. And so you just, like, decided that this was, like, it was, like, it doesn't sound like you vacillated at all. It was like, okay, here we go. Let's just rock this. I I had no other choice. I was so drawn to this work. I felt so called mm-hmm. to it that for me to just sit on that urge, I think I would have rather stuck my hand in a campfire because that probably would have felt better than trying to ignore this really strong pull to spirituality that I was feeling. Uh, I, I love that. I have the biggest smile on my face because when you know your calling – and you mm-hmm. connect with it, like what else, like what's better than that? You know what I mean? It's like so many people in this world are lost and don't know their calling or don't know their purpose. And I am just like, I can really hear that you know your purpose, like period, end of story. <laughs> and Thank you know you. what, and Garrett, you. I, I was just going to say, Garrett, I believe this is Kathy. Um, I was thinking when you were saying that, that once you start really getting in touch with your angels, that is where the psychic medium stuff starts to follow. Like I notice that the more I connect with the angels, the more I'm able to see clear and get messages and receive messages. And so I just was wondering if that's kind of where the merge sort of happened is the more you became in touch with your angels and hearing their messages, you were able to hear for other people. I think so. And that's a great point that you made. Um, I remember actually the first psychic reading that I ever got Uh, My mind was so blown, and the feeling of peace that stayed with me after that reading was palpable, uh, and it was profound. And I remember having this feeling inside where I just wanted to give that same level of peace to other people. And I still feel that way when someone comes up to me and asks for a reading or they come in and sit on an angel message circle. That's what I want people to have, that same blissful, silent, peaceful feeling that I got when I had my first reading. And I think that you're absolutely right that when you start connecting with your angels, they're going to provide uh, opportunities for you to hear them, whether it be through signs they give in nature, signs they give in the physical world, people they send your way, or through messages they give you in dreams, or messages they give you intuitively. But I think that it's really impossible to work with the angels and expect that it's going to be a one-way conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I, do. <clears throat> I just want to let the call. We have a couple callers, and we are going to get to you. We're just going to have a little bit more conversation with Garrett, and then we're going to take some callers. And one of the things we really wanted to – go ahead, Carrie. We were going to talk about past lives. So, Carrie, why don't you take this wheel? <laughs> okay. Well, um, so one of the things that I'm so excited about is, Garrett, like you, that is your, I want, like, would you call it your specialty about past lives and the past life healing? Or is it just, like, I know that that's what we're going to really, really talk about today. And I don't want to, um, you know, do a disservice to any of your other gifts for sure. But one of the main things that we're going to talk about today is past life healing. So I guess my first question is, how did you, like, how did that come to be as far as, you know, like one of your gifts about doing past life healings? Oh, well, thank you. And um, I began working with past life regression in March of 2015. And I think it's kind of sad that I still remember that. And I was trained to conduct various forms of past life regression and do past life readings. And when I had kind of jumped into that realm of spiritual work, 
I didn't do it because I felt incredibly passionate about it. I was just information hungry. I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. And that was an area that I hadn't had an opportunity to touch on yet. So I dove right in and then my eyes were opened to how profoundly healing it is to do past life work and to discover what your previous lifetimes were all about. So I feel like even though I, you know, I could definitely call it a specialty, I would also call it a real deep passion because it, it gives us measurable, deep healing in every area of our lives. That's so beautiful. Well, I know that when you have a session with people, it takes a little bit of time, but why don't we take um, our first caller and just see what's coming up for them, and uh, we'll take it from there. Sure. All right. um, Do you mind if I just explain really quick what a past life reading is so people know what to expect? Oh, my God. I would love that. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So a past life reading is, uh, it involves a psychic or a medium or a spiritual channel, whatever term you use. It involves them tuning into what past lives are most influencing your current lifetime and the medium or psychic giving you guidance as to how you can understand or move past those energies. They're really revealing uh, in terms of showing us how our present circumstances are connected to our previous lives. So we won't be doing any regression work, uh, but we can definitely do past life readings to help you maybe understand what your most pertinent previous incarnation was in connection to your current lifetime. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. So hold on. I have, I have a little bit just before we take a call, because really the past okay. life thing, I, <laughs> I had an experience many years ago. I want to say 20 years ago when I first ever heard about how past life, you know, kind of knowing what it was. And, you know, I've shared some of this in my book, so I don't feel too bad about, but it's a person. It was a personal experience where I had this connection with a person. I didn't understand how quickly and and passionately and crazy that that connection happened in such a short time. I had my life was falling apart from this connection, and I reached out to a psychic medium, and she said to me, "This, oh." yeah, well, you've had a past life with this person. You had a car accident together. You guys died together, and Mm -hmm. you still have some unfinished business. But then she said after that, she said, you have to go to um, – she said, I have to go to – sorry, somebody just walked in my office. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm at my office. Anyway, so she (laughs) said, you have to finish this this lifetime. And then she said, and you have to run as fast as you can away from this person because this person isn't able to bring the healing this time around. And I was so blown away, but it turned out she was 100% right. And we ended up parting with unfinished business again. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to kind of say, what, what is that where we come back in this life and kind of connect with these people? Like, and how does that help us mm-hmm. today? Well, that's a great question, and the uh, scenario that you brought up is actually not uncommon. People that pass away um, with a lot of unfinished business towards another person often reincarnate in their next life with that same person. Sometimes the roles are reversed. So, for example, if it was a persecutor and someone they were uh, persecuting, the roles will be reversed. And the souls will have to learn how to forgive the other person, not necessarily putting a stamp of approval on their actions, but just doing their own inner work to release that unforgiveness. And that really is the crux of all past life healing work, is to forgive yourself or forgive others or forgive institutions, forgive events that caused you or others pain. And the great thing that I personally feel uh, plays into your scenario with this person that came into your life in such a whirlwind manner is that it really only takes one person doing the forgiveness work to break that karmic cycle. So if you are able to do your own personal inner work and say, you know, and, and are able to 
release any of the heavy emotions you've been carrying towards this person. Again, not putting a stamp of approval on what they've done, but just telling yourself that it's okay to release what you've been carrying. That is forgiveness, and the karmic cycle can break, and the two of you can both experience that spiritual freedom. Wow. Thank you. Love that. Okay, let's take a call. I've had someone holding for a long time, and we're going to take this person first. Hang on one second. Hello, uh, area code 301-646. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hello, Sweetie, can you turn your, your radio down? Hello. Okay, Hello. Okay, she must just be listening. Okay, I'm going to have yeah. to put her back on hold, and, and then I'm going to go here. Hi, area code 916-715. Hi, everyone. It's Cynthia. Oh, hi, Cynthia. Cynthia. Oh, my goodness. How kind of you to tune in. How are you, my dear? Oh, I am fantastic. You know I would be listening in and calling in, of course. <laughs> we love you. I love oh. all of you. Oh, my goodness. I'm freaking out. Well, well Cynthia, my dear, are you tuning in for a past life reading? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so... What I'm seeing for you is not uncommon to your personality. Um, actually, I'm seeing that the most recent previous lifetime you had was as an angel, a being of pure, unconditional love and non-judgment. When angels are on the other side uh, in their pure celestial form, what they might choose to do is take on a human body so that they can help other people as much as they can. So they come into this body this lifetime emanating such love and such joy and such purity but because they're beings of such love that open heart can make coping with daily life really hard sometimes so people that were angels that have now become human might find that they have a hard time uh, holding boundaries or being assertive uh, they might have you know, problems with trying to use comfort foods to stuff down their feelings or avoiding really harsh uh, conflicts. And I'm seeing that this energy that you had as an angel is, is translating into your life as a great blessing, but also as an opportunity for you to know yourself on a human level. So what they're showing me is that your primary lesson right now is to learn how to speak your truth as and they're saying as bluntly as possible, you're such a kind and compassionate person that it can be hard for you to tell others what's going on for you as straightforwardly as you possibly can. So they're saying find ways to be blunt and to the point, but also still maintain that integrity of love. And I do thank, um, I thank the wonderful book, uh, Earth Angel Realms that was written by Dorian Virtue for that information uh, that I learned on, you know, incarnated angels, which is what I really feel you are. So just learn how to express your truth as completely as you can, and that will be a element of healing for you. Fantastic. That was all completely spot on. And guess what I was reading until midnight last night? Earth Angel Realms by Dorian Virtue. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Where? I swear, I like, bought no. the book like last year and I never really got any further than about a hundred pages in. And last night I was bored out of my mind. I'm like, well, what do I have on my, on my iBooks? And I just, that one popped up and I read until like midnight. I'm like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> so, um, love yeah. that. Love that. Love, love, love. Wow. Spot on. And I will chill out with the comfort food. <laughs> oh, please do. Thank you. Thank you so much for right. calling, Cynthia. Right, it's always great I to hear your voice. Love you, every one of you. Have a fantastic day. Love, love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. All right. I'm How fun go back was that? First... Um, I know, right? I'm going to go back to that first caller and see if there's any chance they're back on. Hold on. Uh, caller, uh, area code 301, are you there? Um, I know, right? I'm going to go back to that first caller. No, nope. it's just not happening. Okay. On. One more. Hang okay. on. 
Hi, area code nine one nine two six four. You are on the air. Hey, it's Dorena. Hey, good morning, Dorena. Good morning. The, the synchronicities have been too strong. So I have um, I have a ten year old who he hears the angels and and tells me. And so this morning, his his message that I was given was. Don't wait for someone else to change your life. Do it yourself. And I yelled at, we were at the bus stop. Um, his name is Barrett, by the way. And I yelled, I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying. And he said, okay, she said that she will try to help today. And then Carrie called me and said, how are you? And I said, I'm spinning. And she said, you really should listen to the show today. And so I've been spinning around <laughs> past life stuff recently. And I feel like my swirliness is somehow connected further than the past 52 years. Wow. Okay. So, well, first, thank you so much for calling in. It's great to talk to you. Thank Um, you. Second, I just want to make sure I have your story straight. So you're feeling a little bit ungrounded, a little bit swirly, and you're wondering what the past life connection might be. Uh, Yeah, I feel there is a fear of speaking out. And I feel like every time I start gaining momentum, um, whether it's personally or professionally, this self-sabotage, like something, and I shut it down again. And so I like, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm here. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, crap, why am I back in the space where I want to hide? Well, what they're telling me is that the self-sabotage is coming up because in a previous lifetime, you were taught that if you uh, branched out, if you succeeded, that you would be punished. It wasn't safe for you to experience success. And while you were talking, I was tuning into your energy. What I saw was you uh, in some form of slavery where you were, uh, I mean, really pushed to your limit and obviously not allowed to speak up. You were not allowed to kind of buck tradition in any way. You were there to work. And that's, I feel where that's where a lot of this energy is coming from. And it's hard for you, I feel, to stand up and to hold boundaries. And just like we were talking about with Cynthia, to really speak your mind, speak your truth, and your independence. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 110% it does. (laughs) And I feel like there's a part of your soul that – oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I feel like there's a part of your soul – um, that blames yourself actually for being in that position of slavery, which is not something you need to blame yourself for at all. So I'm seeing that the healing here is going to come from self-forgiveness, but learning how to speak up and to hold your independence and learn that if you are, it's almost like uh, an independent contractor. If your life's independent contractor, you will be safe. And what I mean by that is if you choose to live your own life and make your own decisions and do exactly what it is you want to do without watering down your dreams, without watering down your goals, without asking other people for permission, the universe is going to support you. And I feel that that's really what's going to push you forward, not the oscillating between should I be doing this, is this safe, but really embracing the change that the universe wants to bring to you. Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 a lot. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Jared. I just wanted to add something to that before she goes, but go ahead and finish what you were talking. Of course. I just wanted to ask her what it was she was going to ask because I heard her start to say something, but I had accidentally cut her off and I wanted to give her the opportunity to speak. You an- you actually answered what I was going to ask was is how oh, to heal great. that now like how to how to change that now, um, mm. and you answered that. Perfect. One of the fascinating things about Dorena is her son Barrett and the fact that at, how old is Barrett? Ten. Just so, turned ten. Ten. And I have actually had him help me find things because he has this ability. 
And so I'm wondering, um, in your own sort of opinion, when, when a child of 10 years old is able to talk to the angels, do you think that that's like an incarnate that really just comes back and is ready? Because, you know, like you said, it took me a while to get there. And I had some training from my mom. And took, we took trainings from Radley and, and uh, Doreen. And we've done things to, like, bring the angels in. But he's 10. I just want to have some, clarify, some sort of explanation on when the younger souls are here what that means. Well, absolutely. Um, the thing about kids is that they have no real logical filter um, at a very young age. So they can mm-hmm. see angels and fairies and spirit guides and power animals and just understand that that's a part of reality. It might not be a physical part of reality, but it's still a part of reality. But as we grow older, we are taught that anything that we can't see, hear, feel, touch, taste on a physical level isn't real. So we start to put those internal boundaries up and those mm-hmm, walls up and mm-hmm. say, it's just my imagination. But the great thing about kids, you know, is that they are just so open and so psychically in tune and I personally feel that as the generations go on, children are becoming more and more sensitive. So we had I the agree. indigo, yeah. you know, the wave of indigo kids yeah. in the 70s. And then we have the crystal children. And then the rainbow children are coming in. And there's just a great um, awakening that's going on in younger generations, which is what I personally feel is what's going to be a really major factor in finding world peace is having these younger generations radiate love. So uh, in terms of your question, I feel that it's definitely possible for very psychically in tune children to have been priests or priestesses, um, you know, medicine people in their community or mystics in previous lifetimes because their gifts were so open in in that incarnation. Right. Oh, thank you. Wow. Right, I hope you don't mind that I asked that. I just was always no. curious because I love that Barrett, you know, we have Barrett in our lives. <laughs> it's always nice to have a, <laughs> a child uh, angel. So anyway, thank you. I just wanted to ask about that. And uh, so thanks for calling in today, Dorena. We, we love thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Can't wait hey, to have Garrett, you back I have on a the question. show. Of course. So my question is, like, does everybody that you come into contact with, like, are we, I mean, maybe you answered it because, like, it just, first of all, I just have to say, like, the fact, the fact that you said, like, it just takes that one, like, you are the only one that has to forgive, like, it's not a two-way street kind of thing, like, that's probably the most profound thing I've ever heard. Um, Mm. because we're always waiting, right? We're always waiting for that other person to say, like, I'm sorry or whatever, you know, and it just. It doesn't have to be that way, which is amazing. Um, but, the, like, for example, like, people, like, do we, the people that are in our lives, like, Kathy and I, when we met, it was, like, boom, instant, like, crazy. Like, we just, we bonded, and we just hit the ground running. So does, tell does everybody. Tell, tell him where, oh, tell oh, him where we met. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we met at, well, we met at the Doreen, the last um, Angel Intuitive here in um, Southern California that Doreen did with Radley. Shout out to Radley again. And Robert. And Robert Robert Reeves. And just the quick backstory of that was that Kathy and I had done a a workshop together, an online, like uh, on the phone workshop together. And we both were coming down. Neither one of us had ever met the other person. We both knew that we were going to be there I was standing in line at the bathroom and I was with this woman and who happened to be staying at the hotel. I was not. And she was like, I'm not going to stand in this line at the bathroom. Like I'm going to go to my room. And I said, that's okay. I just need to find Kathy Anello anyway. And all of a sudden I hear this, wait a minute, I'm Kathy Anello. And she literally was <laughs> three people behind me in the freaking line. And let me just say that there were over 600 people at that freaking event. So yeah. Wow. Crazy. Wow. And like, we literally heck, right? pretty much, We've been connected and talked on the phone 99% of the time since then, and that was 2015. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I would say. Go on, Carrie. Go on, Carrie. Go on. 
with your question. I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was a lovely story. So, so I guess like, you know, and it's like, Gary, you and I, like we, I mean, I feel like we connected immediately. And so like when you meet people, like, and there's like that familiarity or that connection, is that always from past life? You know, like, I mean, and you, like mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about this the other day, like, and, but we didn't get into it, but I shared with you, it's like, I know there, like, I don't care who tells me, like, I know that I lived in Hawaii in another life, like I've been there probably more than once, but it's like, it's so familiar to me. It so feels like home. So when stuff like that, there's the familiarity, there's the home feeling, there's the comfort. What is like, is that past life or what is that? Well, it definitely can be past life. And I think that you are spot on with your description of how you feel about Kathy. Mm-hmm. Those people that you meet, that you have really intensely positive experiences with, but also really intensely negative experiences with, are often people that you have lived lifetimes with before. So in the case of you and Kathy, the, uh, the circumstances might be that the two of you loved each other's company so much that you said, we have to reincarnate in this lifetime together again just to have fun. And so then you <laughs> both came back and lifetime together. But just like you were saying before, that other person that reincarnated um, with you who really got under your skin, that was a forgiveness opportunity, an opportunity for you to grow. And I think that it's very liberating, like you said, to know that only one person has to be emotionally and spiritually present for the forgiveness work to have that healing happen. And also to touch, you know, to touch on the other piece that you mentioned with Uh, comfort and familiarity. When you go to a location that you've never been to before, but you somehow just know the streets, you know where things are, you have deja vu moments, that is an indicator that you have probably spent time there in a previous lifetime. So that comfort, that familiarity, or a really intense reaction to something you can't quite pinpoint why you're having such an intense reaction to it, that could be a past life uh, memory that your subconscious mind is reacting to. Mm. That that really gets home. Yeah. And so for, um, all right, let's just, uh, and I'm I'm trying to figure out like how I want to say this. So let's just say my daughter, for example, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is it, is it true or is it, um, that maybe we never had a life, like a previous lifetime together, and then, but there's just like a lesson that we need to learn from each other. Like, is that like a cosmic um, uh, contract, Ooh, you know, or spiritual contract that we that we have? Like that this particular lifetime we need to work some stuff out, or is it always, you know, until that time comes that we really work out whatever it is? We just keep coming back and forth. Do you know what I mean? I do. And that's a great question. My personal feeling is that regardless of whether or not a relationship in this lifetime comes from a previous lifetime or is just a connection that you were destined to make in your current incarnation, the intention is always the same, to learn, to grow, and to give and receive love. So whether or not you and your daughter spend a previous lifetime together you're both still growing and you're both still learning and you're both having the opportunity to give and express care and love and nurturance. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if, um, you know, it was always a past life or it could have been a new life or, you know what I mean? Like, but I love that what you said, it's like, it doesn't, you know, on one level it almost doesn't matter because we're still here, you know, to grow from each other Mm -hmm. and teach each other, and boy, do she teach me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think that, you know, an, an, an intensely positive connection that you have with someone or intensely negative isn't always past life, but there is definitely a strong possibility. Got it. Mm. Well, be- mm-hmm. before we go any further, Garrett, will you tell everybody where we can find you? Like, you know, like, and and I think we, we talked about maybe a special offer or something for our listeners, so share with us. 
Absolutely, and thank you. So my website is www.garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, P, Jackson, dot com. And there you will find information about me and the services that I offer, such as online angel readings, mediumship sessions, chakra clearing work, and more. And if you are looking to receive a service and you purchase something online, then you can send me an email with the code PASTLIFE444 in an email, PASTLIFE444, and you will get a free Past Life reading via email. Wow. Oh, I love that. Pick me, pick me. No. Uh, and it's also uh, at Garrett Jackson 444 on Instagram. And do you, all, do you also have a Facebook? I do. And my Facebook is Garrett Jackson 444. My Instagram is Garrett Jackson 444. And then my website is again www.garrett, G A R R E T T P, as in peanut, jackson.com. My middle name isn't Peanut, though, I swear. I promise. My birth certificate does not say Peanut. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually have a question, but I have a caller, and I'm going to go ahead and take the caller first. So let's just hold on one second. Sure. Hi, caller, 845-634. Oh, shoot, they hung up. Something happened. Oh. Oh, they call back. You, know, you never know. Maybe they're at work. Yeah, sometimes well, they're at work and then they got to go, you know? They're like, our show is in the middle of work so morning. We totally we do. do. Okay, so I wanted to sort of just touch base a little bit on my own past life, what you might pick up from me. And um, those of you that are close to me know, and I'm, I'm trying to respect privacy in this situation, but basically I've really had like the hardest three months of my life. <laughs> and I say that only because, of course, there's been a whole lot of hard times. But I've really just felt like I just came out of a war zone. And I've been in this situation where there's been a lot of challenge with people that have been very close to me in my life and, you know, loverships and all kinds of chaos has happened. And I feel like I'm just right now sitting between what my life coach Nancy Levin calls the space between no longer and not yet. And it's starting to get really uncomfortable because I don't see myself making any action steps. So I'm just wondering kind of if you can pick anything up on where I'm at with, you know, these couple individuals in my life and what's kind of going on for me that I feel like the cocoon is, is coming off, but I don't know where I'm going. Well, first, I'm sorry to hear that everything, you know, has kind of come at you at once. It sounds like the last yeah. three months have been really hard for you. Um, what I'm picking up on is that this is a real intense initiation for you, that you have had this come-to-Jesus moment in a way where you have been forced to look at some of the deepest parts of yourself and realize mm -hmm. what has made you happy in your life and then what isn't making you happy. And you've had to kind of walk through fire to release a lot of this baggage and a lot of these people who have very heavy energies that you feel are weighing you down, that are holding you back from taking that leap and doing all the great things you want to do. And I do see you more uh, writing more, embodying your creativity more, but I see that in the future. I heard you say something along the lines of, I feel like I'm just kind of chilling out right now and recuperating or something along mm -hmm. those lines. And I really yeah. feel that for you. They're showing me a vision of a bear hibernating in the winter. And they're saying that right ah. now is a great time for you to not make any moves or any real decisive, uh, you know, forward motion. You can make changes to your life as it is right now. And that in and of itself is a form of forward motion. But don't do too much rigorous planning. Don't try too hard, if that makes any sense. Just hibernate and pull back. Now is the time for you to recuperate and gather your thoughts. They're telling me that you are far more empowered than you're giving yourself credit for, and you know what you want. You know where you want to go. It's just a matter of you being willing to, they're saying, buck tradition. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a family tradition, but I feel that in this context, 
It just means a tradition, a pattern of behavior that you have stuck to. If you can buck that and release that, you will have the physical, emotional, spiritual freedom to move forward. And like I said, I do see more writing uh, as a part of your future creative works. And then just um, there's a lot of rainbows, and rainbows to me symbolize, you know, projects here and projects there of all different colors and types and energies. So I'm really hopeful for where you're going and what's coming down the pike for you. It's just going to be um, a period of real deep initiation for you, but ride it out because it is temporary. Wow. Carrie, can you freaking believe that reading? I'm having a little (laughs) trouble talking right now. (laughs) Besides the emotional response that I got from that reading, I want our listeners to know that that was so spot on, I can't even tell you. And I know that you don't know a lot about me, so I think that that's even a bigger testament to um, to what your work is all about. And so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I um I have been knowing that, and I, Carrie and I have talked about the fact that I, I know that I have been hibernating and knowing that I needed to, and it's really hard for me because I'm not that person. Like, I'm very outgoing and very social and very, you know, all over the place, and I have been trying to just stay small. So it's been interesting. So I, And I am working on writing. Um, I'm in a program, shout out Rebecca Barecki, Block to Bliss, where you do have to write out like every detail of your life, your past life, your hauntings, your pivotal moments that changed you. It's a lot of writing. So I'm actually doing that right now. Perfect. It sounds like you're really on the road to liberation. And I'm super excited and hopeful and happy about all the great things that are coming down the pike for you. I just see this symbol. It's almost like a salamander on fire, you know, like it's (laughs) it's adorable and it's creative and it's powerful, but it still feels like it's going through something. But I have this vision of the salamander just jumping into water and cooling off very soon. So write it out. Everything's going to be great. And in spiritual truth is already great and all sorted out. Thank you, Garrett. Your love. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for giving me that opportunity to do that reading for you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, Garrett, when people come to you, what, um, what does a session look like so that our callers know and our listeners know, like when they reach out to you, like, what does that look like? Sure. So I offer a few different services uh, such as angel readings, mediumship, chakra clearing, meditation coaching, and a few others. Um, and a lot of those services can be performed in various different contexts. So, for example, my angel readings are conducted uh, over phone or Skype, and when a person signs up for a reading, I will be uh, emailed the receipt, and I'll send them an email. We'll schedule the perfect time, and then we'll either meet over phone or Skype, and I will open up with a nice meditation. We'll go into the reading. They'll have a chance to uh, ask any questions they want to ask of spirit at the moment. And then we always close up with this very relaxing energy healing meditation with the angel. And when the call is finished, our session is finished, that person takes the higher energy that spirit has gifted them and can walk into their day hopefully a little bit more peaceful than they were than when they called in. Wow. And how long does a session usually last? Um, That's a great question. They can pick however long they want. Uh, I have an option for a 15-minute reading, 30 minutes, or 60 minutes on my website. So it's really just a matter of what's most convenient for them at the time. Wow. I'm so excited. I'm going to go on your website in a minute when we hang out. I know, right? (laughs) Carrie... Carrie and I love our job because we really, a lot of the time, um, we will come on and, and we'll be like, okay, I have to have a reading. Like, I have to, Kate, okay, I do have someone Facebooking me and she's going to try to call in again. So we'll try to see if that will work out for her. She said um, she got disconnected. How cute. Oh, no. Um, I love social media. It's so beautiful. Uh, so it's like Mercury retrograde was, after Mercury retrograde. You just lose, you know, people lose the, the phone connections and yeah, so on. And so forth. I know. But, 
Um, a quick question, uh, you know, energy healing. I know that you do that, and I wanted to just share, you know, like I had an energy healing a couple weeks ago. It was actually a massage, but she also does energy healing, where I literally felt her pulling like sludge out of my body, if that makes any sense. Like there was a lot. I had just finished tax season. I was completely like, ugh, you know, closed up. I had all this emotional stuff going on. And so when you do an energy healing, what does that look like for you? Great question. Um, my energy healings that are done over phone or Skype always involve the angels. So what it involves is me calling in Archangels Michael uh, and Raphael and oftentimes Gabriel because Gabriel works so closely with me and I just love his or her energy. And whoever other uh, angels or spirit guides or beings work with this person, we call them in. And our work always centers around removing any kind of heavy energy that that person has taken on, whether it be from their own heavy, toxic, fearful thoughts and feelings, or just from the heavy energy that they might have picked up in their day-to-day life. You know, maybe they had a coworker that was, you know, complaining or fearful, or they just, you know, they picked up some energy from somewhere. So our work always centers around bringing the angels in to clear that person of anything that's not of their highest good and then fill them back up, almost like insulating them with love and light. So the person uh, who receives the reading, either through phone or Skype, will have the opportunity to sit down or lie down, whatever's most comfortable for them, close their eyes, put me on speakerphone or pop headphones in, and literally just relax. That's all they have to do is breathe and relax and be as open to that healing energy that spirit's offering to them as they possibly can. It all comes from love. It comes, uh, it's very peaceful. It's a great service. And I'm not trying to, you know, market myself, but it's, it's no, really no, no, relaxing. I do. No, I, I thought it was a good yeah. thing when I had it happen and I hadn't done it. So I have a caller. I'm going to take one more call for you because we're getting towards the end. So hold on one second. She's back. Sure. Hey, caller, 845-634. You are on the air with Garrett. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hi, it's Michelle. How are you? I love it. I was so excited that I got through. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, The the first thing was kind of what you were just talking about. Um, In December, I had a miscarriage. Um, It's kind of going back to what you were saying with that heavy energy, Um, this would have been my fourth child. So, um, it was a pretty early miscarriage. Um, I have older children. I have a one-year-old and there was a lot of stress surrounding us at the time that it happened. Um, a lot of stress with my older children, a lot of stress with my ex-husband. Um, and I'm really struggling with it and I didn't, think I would since I do have three healthy children and but it's something that day to day now I've kind of resigned myself and I'm I'm not we're not going to try again but it seems like everybody around me is pregnant we didn't share it with many people um and I, I keep just going back to that and by nature I'm a very positive person and this just it's weighing I mean anytime I have to do anything baby related it just sucks me back and I'm really really struggling with it I I hear you and I feel you and I before I say anything I just want to offer my deepest condolences to you and your family because a miscarriage is an incredibly difficult thing to deal with so know that you have my prayerful support and love thank Um, you and I do want to ask you how long ago uh, did this miscarriage happen it was the end of December. It was actually um, the day after Christmas, so it was it was tough. Oh goodness! Right, and you know, just from my human perspective, I feel that it's you know it's n- probably normal for you to still feel really uh, tr- you know tried, paying attention to anything baby related because December really wasn't that long ago, and going through a miscarriage is a very hard thing. So I would have compassion for yourself and just be as gentle with yourself as you possibly can. Um, What they're telling me is that there was some lesson for you and that baby's soul, you know, on a, on a really deep spiritual level going through this experience. 
and it's really hard to see what that lesson is. And I don't even feel that you'll know fully what that lesson is in this lifetime, but it offered you both an opportunity to grow at the very least. What they're telling me is if you want to try to have another child, you absolutely can, but it's your choice. They want you to be as gentle with yourself as you possibly can. You do not have to try again. It is absolutely your choice. But they are saying that, that gentle is your go-to word. That's your primary word right now, is gentle. How can I create gentleness for myself? So is that a meditation practice, which is the first thing out of the gate? Is it detoxing your diet? Is it finding a healthier, more supportive job? Is it surrounding yourself with great friends? Is it finding a uh, mental health practitioner, you know, or professional that might be able to walk with you on this really difficult path you're experiencing. It's really about creating as much gentleness and self-love as you possibly can. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, actually, and I think that's mainly because we really didn't share it with anybody. Um, we had told my parents only because um, we had an ill family member and they were pushing us to go visit them and I didn't feel comfortable going to the hospital. So I told my parents, but we really didn't share it with anybody else. And I think because we haven't really, I have a woman's group that is amazing, and I shared it with them. Um, but other than that, I didn't tell anybody. So I think there are triggers when I'm around family or friends and babies and even, you know, my son who's one when I'm packing up clothes he doesn't wear or because I – I really have kind of been pushing it back. I almost feel silly because I wasn't very far along, and I feel sometimes, especially with women who have no children that struggle with fertility and miscarriages, and I have three healthy children, I almost feel like I don't have the right to be sad because I'm so blessed with my children. And I think what you're saying is true. I don't think I have been very gentle with myself because I kind of just keep pushing those feelings away. Right. And I can really feel intuitively what you're saying. And just from a human level, I would really ask you to do whatever work you can to kind of reorganize that thought that you shouldn't be uh, feeling, you know, as upset as you are, because it's natural to feel upset about losing a child in a miscarriage. And you have a right to your feelings, whatever those feelings are, you have a right to them. And it's really important for you to let yourself sit with and process those feelings as best you can. They're also telling me to remind you that you are not a failure, that you didn't do anything wrong, and that there was nothing you could have done to have changed the outcome of the pregnancy, changed the outcome of what wow. happened. You are in no way responsible. Everything was, was being taken care of in a, on a very cosmic level. And I feel guided to ask you, do you think that you would feel better if people um, knew your pain and knew what you were going through? And I ask you that because what I'm seeing is this vision of you finding inside of yourself that place where you can share your heavy feelings and your experiences with the people that you trust that are close to you. And they might have um, very similar experiences that maybe they could or couldn't share and the ability to offer you words and perspectives and love that you might not have been able to find for yourself. So I'm just wondering if maybe you would feel comfortable opening up to people that are really close to you. Um, maybe. And it's okay. I mean, you know. it's tough. I mean, even talking to you, I'm getting emotional. So I don't know. Aww. You know, I don't know if I'm... <laughs> Well, you know, Michelle, mm -hmm. I think what you do is you, you sit with that. And, and the thing that I know about readings is that after I have them, I sit with what, what was said, and I might take myself in one small direction there, you know, like find that one trusted person and start opening up to someone that, you know, like, yeah. you know, someone's safe. It's like, uh, you know, tell someone safe. And, that, and then from there, as you start to open that. Um, I do have one more caller, so and, and we only have a few minutes left, so I'm gonna. Um, if there's anything, any more burning desires, I want to know. Thank you, you so much, Garrett. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I just want to say that. I just want to say really quick before you go is that I really admire you and honor you for letting yourself cry because that is a deep cathartic uh, place to be in. 
So let yourself cry, let yourself feel what you're feeling, and just experiment with telling people, you know, how you're feeling. And if it doesn't help you, then, then definitely don't do it. But if it does help you, then just keep putting your toes in. But really just know that I am sending you so much love and praying that hundreds and hundreds of angels surround you and your family in this time of healing. Thank you so much. Exactly. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, uh, Garrett, we're going to take one more call, but we have to keep it brief. Hold on. Sure. So this one's going to be quick. Hang on. I'd like to get to all our callers if we can. Hi, 954-540. Hello. How are you? This is John oh, in Houston, John Texas. John Harold Moore. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God, John. It's Carrie. Hi. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Hi, Carrie. Well, thank you for taking my call. I know you're almost out of time, and I just want to add my own prayers and surrounding that last caller, Michelle, and so much love and light. And, you know, the work that I do, I see that all the time. So, and I I know the pain and and just really honoring her for her courage to call in. And you guys did a great job of just surrounding her in light. So I wanted to add my own prayers and love for her. And my question for Garrett, I mean, you... um. You're really, you're really knocking it out of the park, all of you. It's wonderful to hear this information. And um, as, as Garrett knows, I just made a big life change. And I'm finding that the people here are just so welcoming, and I love them already, this community that I've stepped into. So what, can you see anything? Like maybe I've had a past life with a whole tribe. Like maybe we were a Native American tribe somewhere, but... The connection so quickly I felt here has been really amazing. So I was just wondering what what you want to share about that. Well, I am so excited to hear about your move, and I am so excited (laughs) to hear that you are integrating well with the people that are in your community and in your neighborhood. To me, it's funny that you put a label of uh, a past life connection on it because that's really what I feel it is. Um, There's a few different... Um, perspectives on where the, uh, the um, trying to think of the right word, I guess the continent or the group of Lemurians were, but I personally feel that they were over in Hawaii, that that's where a lot of the Lemurians were. And when they uh, migrated to what's now North America, I really feel that your group settled in um, Texas and settled in that southern part. So I I feel that you're just reconnecting with these very happy, rainbow, light-filled people, and that's where that connection is coming from. So they traded crystals for cowboy hats. You did. (laughs) I like that. That's a brand right there. (laughs) Maybe you can put crystals on your cowboy hat. You never know. I love that. That'd be fancy. Yes, the crystal cowboy. That sounds like a great movie. You guys are, that does sound like a great movie. You guys are such a delight. We will have both of you back. And I just wanted to say thank you so much, Garrett, for being with us. Carrie and I are going to close the show. You're welcome to stay on the line. We're going to do a quick Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. And, uh, and I just have one really have time quick for a card. We might. Go I ahead. just want to say, John Ardmore, you are next. So you're not getting away <laughs> with this too, uh, too quickly here. Two minute just call. Saying. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. All right. Thank you both. Thank you. Love you, love you. you. Thanks for calling, sweetheart. Sure. Okay, Carrie, quickly, your quote. Okay. All right. So I just thought that this was so appropriate for today. I really did. I thought it was super appropriate for today, knowing what the crux of everything is, which is forgiveness. So our Wayne Dyer quote today is, when we love ourselves, We refuse to allow others to manage our emotions from afar. Forgiveness is our means to that end. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Perfect. Hashtag Wayne Dyer Wednesday. Okay, I'm picking a quick card. Messages from our angels. This is Doreen Virtue, and it's Daniel. And it says, I am the angel of marriage. I am the angel of marriage, and I am assisting you right now. (laughs) Okay. Beautiful. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Thanks for well, that. On that note, <laughs> we're going to end the show. <laughs> Carrie, unless you have this anything is, else. I just wanted to say this is.
probably been one of my most favorite shows ever on the planet. Yeah. I, I love, 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 love this. I love everybody that called in. So sending yeah. so much aloha to everybody and love and, and thanks. Um, Garrett, I just don't even know what to say. This has been a dream and delight. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being with us. We love you. All of our listeners, give them a call. Give Garrett a call. And um, have the most beautiful, blessed day. Mwah. Mwah. Thank Bye, you so everybody. much. Blessing. Bye, Garrett. Aloha. Thank you. Bye. Bye.